Comedy talk at its worst. It's the Lunatic Radio Show. Do I need the fucking music? Come on, music. Uh, yeah. LR Radio broadcast. I'm Kieran. Chris Italia with me. Hopefully you guys can hear me now. It seems like you can. Does it matter? What was I adding anyway to the conversation? Chris was mentioned in an article today. And uh, fucking A, bro. Yeah. That's what he was talking about. Oh, God, it's garbage. The whole thing is garbage. Well, I've known you you probably longer than most of the folks who have been in the chat room hanging out. I've known you since you were pretty much a kid. And I've never... Yeah, I mean... I've known you since you were a wee lad. To see an article written by some dude, and it's just like, ah, comedy's got an alt-right edge to it, bro. I'm like, that's not Chris. You know? So, let me... He might believe in law and order, but, you know... The guy likes cheeseburgers, drinking some beers. Rebel, baby. Yeah, I mean, he got a little... I mean, he used to be a writer, so there's a little bit of that fucking lib to you. <laughs> I never... It's, it's nuts. I mean, you're mentioned... You're mentioned in a goddamn article uh, with with the term Proud Boys in it. I mean, come on. It's stupid. Yeah. This guy's an idiot. He's just yeah. a... He's a blogger with... The, you know, got a, He's a blogger, got a little bit of a hard on... He writes for an independent, you know, outfit. Who gives a fuck? He, uh, so, so basically, mm. uh, I guess we'll reiterate what I said earlier. I don't know what, you know, what, I, what the proper way of doing this now is. Yeah. Uh, but, but basically, uh, you know, back in, back when the quarantine hit, you know, we, I remember getting a bunch of texts about a guy tweeting that I was, Compared to somebody at UCB, and this guy at UCB was in charge while a lot of like misogyny was going on, and it kind of was covered up or whatever. And mm. Seth, surface Seth, as I like to call him, because he 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 really doesn't get to the bottom of anything. Uh, he he yeah, he wrote he wrote some pieces about this guy and you know shitty things that happened at UCB. I don't know what the facts were. I, it's again, it's not my business. It's not my issue. I, I you know I hope. They get straightened out over there or whatever. I can only really worry about myself and the people I have here and all that stuff. So anyway, he out, you know, he thought he was outing me by saying that uh, we were like that guy. And he specifically mentioned me. Mm. Uh, and so he called me. The guy's name was Daryl. So he called me a Daryl. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know, what the fuck did I ever do to this guy? <laughs> I don't even know who he is. You know, I, know, I don't know who he is, you know. So I reached, you know, so I said, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, none of that shit ever happened here, and, and none of it would be tolerated here. And it's the fucking truth, man. Right. It just wouldn't, you know? And uh, so we got into it on Twitter, and then finally I just said, hey, dude, just fucking call me. He's like, I don't know you. Like, you don't know me. Maybe you should just get to understand how I am, and, like, maybe you'll get it, you know? Has anybody that, ever – Has because I've heard this guy's name, the guy that wrote the article here. Uh, that we're talking yeah. about, and the, the name of the article—it's from uh, what? What is the fucking place? It's from what? The uh, New Republic. So the New Republic used to be this magazine that was well respected in DC. Mm. Wrote about DC politics mostly, and then they had like some cool featurettes and stuff like that. Uh, it was mostly an independent magazine, and then finally, uh, you know, 
it got caught up with in, in this fucking mess. Uh, this guy, it was a journalist named Stephen Glass, who basically made up all his stories. Like every single one of them was fabricated. And they even wrote, did a whole movie about it. <laughs> That's a way to go uh, about things. Called huh? Shattered Glass mm. that Hayden Christensen starred in, the guy who did Anakin Starwalker or whatever. And it was actually a really good movie and the book was a good, mo- good book. And, you know, really what it did to New Republic was it just destroyed, it decimated what it was. And so, like... The New Republic tried to pick up the pieces over over a few years and just couldn't. And then finally this guy, Wynn McCormick, bought it. And he's just like one of these clickbait kings, you know, who just doesn't give a shit about actual facts, journalism, or anything like that. And now the New Republic is a joke. No one really fucking takes it seriously. And it's not even like – it's not even considered like a DC political magazine anymore. Now it's just garbage. You know what I mean? And just not looked at. So – you know, apparently this guy who once in a while suckers uh, some kind of publication into hiring him as a freelancer because he has a he has the beat on comedy and that no one else does. And he has what he has. He's going to talk about what no one else does. But, you know, he's saying the same shit he's been saying for fucking 10 months that, you know, this club is an alt-right club and I'm an alt-right owner and I support alt-right comics. And specifically, he mentions people like Big J Okerson. Again, if you know him, he's not fucking uh, a right at all. He doesn't support the right. And he, he mentions Giannis Papas, who forever, as I've known him, has always been fucking liberal. So again, same shit. You know, he jokes about the fact that once he came into money, he can see like where, where the conservatives come from. But he's still a liberal. You know, he still, he still thinks liberal. He still feels that right. way. So, you know... I don't know. Again, I don't even get into people's politics. I don't care. I mean, for myself, I've been a registered Democrat my whole life. Uh, I voted for mostly Democratic presidents my entire adult life. Um, I, when I was an editor of a newspaper, I backed a lot of Democratic candidates, you know, not because they were, you know, not because they were just Democratic, just but because they were qualified. And I thought those are the people best for the job. But you know, my record as far as being alt-right or alt-left, well, you I don't, don't fucking give a shit. Yeah, you don't lead, you don't, you've I never, really don't you, you never led your life. I've never known you to lead your life I never as, did. with like I political, deal, I deal with that. you know, political, like right on the, on the forefront, you know, you're like, I'm out. The last thing I you want know. is for a specific group to decide how, what I should choose to be. Right. So like, you know, if, if an alt-right if I agree with anything that comes from the old right, that's my that's just how I feel. If I agree with anything from the old left, that's just how I feel. But I don't label myself anything because I don't fall into any fucking specific category. I'm a fucking grown man and I can fucking decide what I want any way I want. You know, yeah. like it's just what it is. I, I, I don't think about it that way, you know, and I certainly would never choose a side like the fucking Proud Boys or a bunch of fucking idiots. That fucking get together and you know fucking have proud boy meetings. Where right. are they? Like, are we fucking twelve? You know what I mean? What a so, stupid name! This guy's lumped me in with proud boys. <laughs> proud boys. I actually wrote a I actually wrote a post not too long ago about my buddy Dante Nero, mm. who's black and he's a comedian. <clears throat> and basically, Dante kind of got looped into this whole Gavin McGinnis fucking thing. Gavin McGinnis is a fucking piece of shit. Uh, he's you know such a whack job. You know, everybody kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt at first because he was one of the founders of vice, which is a very liberal, you know, news organization. And so, you know, 
my only dealings with Gavin was the fact that Louis J. Gomez came to me once and said, hey, I'd like to get on stage for five minutes and then give Gavin five minutes because he's challenging me and saying he's funnier than I am. So, you know, like I've known Lewis for years. I don't, you know, whatever, you know, like it's not a big deal. I figured one night on an off night, not a, you know, let's do it and see what happens. Um, and it was the most regrettable thing I've ever done. You put Gavin on stage. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. Gavin goes up drunk, pissed drunk, fucking wobbling all over the place. He bombs for fucking three minutes and then he takes his dick out. And so <laughs> I said, shit. This did not go, you know, the way it should have. And certainly, I'll never do, I'll never listen to Lewis again. And, uh, you know, Lewis was incredibly apologetic. And Uh, we threw fucking Gavin out. We told him not to come back. So, you know, I think he had asked me about that as well, uh, Seth. And then he had wrote about that as well or something like that. But, you know, again, I, I... that guy's a, again a piece of garbage. Like I want nothing. I want nothing to do with him. I'm, I'm you know, he, again, he's never stepped foot uh, in the stand, the new one or the old location since that happened. So uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, that was all I had. That was my only interactions with that guy, mm. and we were done. You know. Yeah, you're painted. You know, you're painted like. Say it again. You're painted pretty broadly. In the same article with him. I mean, it, it, Gavin's in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, like, for you know, a to line. I was reading it, and I was like, that's ridiculous. I was like, but he doesn't even know the guy. I mean, the way this uh, Simmons guy characterized everybody in that was just, I mean, from the guys I know personally, you and and, and Patrick Milligan, I call them Patty Saltines. You guys are fucking delightful human beings. You work hard. I, You know, it's just a shame. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of this. I don't want to be that guy to take a look at somebody's, you know, image. And go and start picking it apart, but I'm looking at it. He's picture. a twerp. He looks like a twerp. He, <laughs> he, he a just looks. I look like a fat piece of shit. Yeah, he it doesn't look, matter. He, you know, the point is, this is a kid. He's uh, a kid. He looks like a baby. He's a baby, right? He's a baby, and he acts like one. So his his history is, he's a kid who probably you know he went to school in the city. Uh, you know, one of the colleges. I think it was NYU or whatever. Um, he you know, didn't come out of that with anything. Uh, I guess he really didn't fit in anywhere. <laughs> he tried his hand at comedy. He tried to do stand-up in Brooklyn or whatever. Really wasn't well-received. You know, couldn't make it. Gave up pretty quickly as a stand-up. And then decided to write about comedy. And so he went on and wrote for, like, you know, things like Splitsider.com and Paste Magazine and all these online, you know, things. And, you know thought he could be a journalist and cover this beat and be part of this beat. And you can look at it, you can Google and see all these softball interviews he's had with different comedians. Mm. He interviewed Big J. Okerson and he like couldn't have been sweeter to him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think at some point he realized, you know, and look, he the reason why he was getting all the work was because he worked cheap, you know, and everybody would hire him. He would do these shitty interviews and he couldn't make a living for himself because you just can't. Uh, in that world, so, I don't know if you mentioned this he, in, in the in the portion of the of the podcast we did tonight uh, in the beginning because my microphone wasn't working. But like, yeah. when when did your interaction with this motherfucker start? This Simmons. Guy? So it started like I was saying earlier. <clears throat> it started in like March, or like right before March, right before we closed down. Like I said, he, he accused me of being this guy Daryl. He like you know labeled me. He called me Daryl. You know. 
like this guy, he compared me to the guy at UCB, right? So I confronted him. We went at it on Twitter for a little bit. And then I just said, dude, just fucking call me. You don't know who I am. Like, you know, get to know me. Maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a, there's a middle ground here. Well, you know, when an hour and a half later, after I spoke to him on the phone, I realized there is no middle ground. He just doesn't give a shit. He's just going to write whatever he wants to write because he's not writing facts. He's creating this, uh, you know, narrative about how horrible a world and, and how incestuous and uh, how incestuous comedy is and how shitty the comics are and all this other stuff. And, you know, he's not ever writing anything positive. He's not ever writing anything, you know, the good things that come out of it. Look, any industry has fucking demons. Any industry has shitty things that happen. And, you know, it's just part of it. And look, some of it gets reported, some of it doesn't. He should report on the bad and the, and the, the bad stuff with facts. He doesn't do that because he's lazy. So he decides to create a narrative thinking this is the way it went anyway, because how could it not? You know, mm. he's convinced himself that the bullshit he puts in his own head is actually factual. Do you think this, so, do you think this, even this little radio show, are you on the, on the, on the, on the web talking about him is giving me a, like a hard on? I mean, is he getting, is he getting excited about this? He was so pissed off because today he thought, uh, you know, he was going to get all this attention. Mm. And then, then this guy, this comedian, Jake Flores jumped on it and he stole away all of it. And so now it was now most of the day it's been me and Jake Flores going back and forth. Mm. (laughs) So, you know, the fact that Seth, you know, didn't get any of that, you know, that sucks. and, And Jake and I are actually arguing about something completely different. So, so it's really not anything, you know, you know, this guy, anything this guy said today is really not up for discussion, really. It's just me and you talking about it is the most I've talked about it. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's liable. He, he's accusing me of being uh, somebody I'm not. Uh, he's accusing me of being this guy who uh, started a campaign to dox him. So he thinks that I, you know. And again, I don't even know what Docs was until this whole shit happened. And so he thinks I launched this attack on him, which I didn't. Mm. I really, you know, like, I don't like this guy. But, you know, what happens between me and him is just a flame war. It's just fodder for Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really give a shit about it that much. It's just whatever the fuck. And some people do. People, people do sitting, tend to take Twitter. Down, taking a shit, you know? yeah. They seem that Twitter's a, Twitter's a cesspool. Yeah, I mean, right. if you don't want to get insulted, go, don't go on on Twitter. It'll just aggravate you. you right. Know? So basically he's attacked the comedy industry. Not just me. He's attacked so many comedians. And what happens? The fans of these comedians turn on him and they find ways to fuck with him. And so, you know, apparently they got a hold of his mother's information. So they started calling her phone. They called his phone. They fucked with him. And they started doxing him, as he says. And I had nothing to do with that because, you know, I'm not going to waste my time trying to find some guy in Idaho and, you know, fucking fuck with him. I, I really don't give a shit. And he took a quote of mine saying, you know, you deserve this. And, you know, you brought this on yourself. And really, the reality is he did bring it on himself. And that's the truth because... You know, it happens if you if you want to be a journalist and you want to write about shit negatively about people, be prepared for the consequences. It just fucking happens. Like I was trying to explain earlier. I wrote a story about once about this guy who got killed in a drug deal. 
You know what I mean? He found a bunch of cocaine, you know, gun in his hand, you know, and he was shot to death. Right. Family in the neighborhood. Oh, I got a bunch of threats from people because it was in the cover of our newspaper. They told me to take it down. I said, I can't. It was a factual story. Cops backed up the story. They confirmed the death and how it happened and whatever. There was witnesses. So, you know, our you know, newspaper decided it's not going to happen. And so they targeted me. I got a lot of hate calls and all that stuff. And then finally, one night, I'm walking out of the office and I got a fucking costed by like five guys. They beat the shit out of me. They put me in the hospital. And that, that, that shit happens. You know, that just, you've got to be prepared for that as a journalist because they're going to come after you. I've been in third world countries where they found out I was a fucking journalist and they came after me and I get fucking woken up in the middle of the night to fucking get pulled out and put on a fucking plane. You know, that shit happens, man. People right. don't like journalists. Well, they you don't, don't want, you don't them. want that to happen to this guy, but of course not. But, 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 but I know I just, I want to come to him as a mom, but you know, to be honest with you, I've, I've always maintained an unlisted number, unlisted address. I've had my parents do the same. I've had other family members do the same because I don't want anything to happen to them. Right. But you're, what you're saying is that, you, you know, it, it, this guy's going to realize if he's taking shots of people's livelihoods, He's going to get some flash on people's social media. Livelihoods, yeah. if, you're, if you're throwing dirt on their name, mm. if you're constantly harassing yeah. them and writing negative things about them and fucking with their careers, not only will you get them to turn on you and have negative attention from the subject, but the subject's fans, the subject's friends, family, right. whatever, they're going to react. And that's what happens. So yeah. it's, it's rarely ever, in my experience, it's rarely ever the subject I'm writing about that actually does it. It's everything else that come that everybody else that comes after me. I was writing about. I wrote about an article once about this about this school, you know, that uh, was trying to defend two of its employees for suffocating a kid with autism, right? And so, you know, my negative articles, you know, cause a lot of attention, cause a lot of harm to the school. I mean, they got a, you know, they had a lot. Of, a lot of people were bailing on tuition, pulling their kids out of the school, all that stuff. They tried to sue us, but it was all factual stuff. And then I would get hate mail from the parents that remained, you know, that you're ruining my son's opportunity at an education. And it's like, I'm not doing that. I'm trying to save him from being hurt. And that's the things that happen. Like, you know, you don't always, even when you're trying to do the right thing, you're not always protected. You know what I mean? Like you're going to get fucked with. So whether he believes he's trying to do the right thing or not, the fact that he's writing negatively about anybody there's going to be a reaction. Some of it's going to be fucked up. And I, you know, I feel bad for his mom. I hope that, you know, nothing too serious happened. I'm, I hope that she changed her number and all that stuff. Mm. And they learned from this lesson. But at the same time, he hasn't stopped his behavior. And now he's coming after me. I mean, he's you know, clearly <laughs> has it in for me for whatever reason. And I've told him a bunch of times, like, dude, I don't fucking, you know, I don't wish harm on you. I really don't. I just don't like you. I don't like it, the fact that you call yourself a journalist hmm. when you're not. You know, and why would he? If you, it shows the character yeah. of this guy even to just throw this thing out there. Like maybe the the hatred that he feels inside for not being yeah, maybe a I mean, part just, of the the comedy community because he throws this article out right in the middle of when you guys are struggling as as you know comedy clubs around Manhattan. You know, you're, you, oh, he doesn't care. You, yeah, he doesn't care about that. Right, care, but it's, care, it's, it's a shitty timing to throw it out there when you guys are struggling economically. Karen, he's convinced himself that we're a bunch of rich dudes that deserve this. Right, perception. So, he's assuming. You know, 
People who assume are of course idiots. he is. Yeah, of course he is. He's completely and like you know, I've gotten tweets today about you know how I I failed at comedy, so I decided to use my riches to fucking open up a comedy club. And it's like, no, dude, I grew up on welfare in a fucking destitute part of fucking Brooklyn mm. where there was crack everywhere. So that's that's basically how I grew up. I remember, I, I remember when you made it out of it. I remember when you brought me to the stand for the first time when it was rubble, the first one. When you brought me downstairs, right. I remember you telling me like later I on. Savings into it. I, I, I remember you telling me later on. You were like, when I was showing you that rubble downstairs, which was going to turn out to be the the stage area, I was dead broke. I couldn't buy a, bu- a cup of coffee, and right. that's true. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, people don't realize, and I don't talk about it because it's no one's business. And, mm. You know, my reasons for doing this, I fucking was, you know, involved in 9-11. I, got, I was fucking traumatized without even knowing I was traumatized and I was drifting through fucking life. And, you know, I got in pretty deep as a journalist, started doing a lot of, like, fucked up pieces that really fucked with my head. And then, uh, you know, my only outlet was to go to a comedy show or to listen to comedy albums or whatever. And, you know... Thankfully, over the years, I met some amazing people, and we all had this vision to, to create a comedy club, and that's what we did. Call, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, uh, this is for Chris Italia. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good. I uh, just wanted to say I'm a huge fan. I think everything that you do is amazing, and I think what you've done for New York comedy is phenomenal. And the fact that losers are pushing back against you because they're failures just shows how strong you are and the people around you. And we wish you nothing but the best of success. Thank you so much. <laughs> Boy, sounds very familiar. <laughs> I was so afraid how, how, of it being some other type of call. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the support, man. Thank you so much. I would also like to say uh, that as a Nazi comedian, I would not be able to work without you. And uh, you would not I knew, be able to I knew find this me. was Aaron Berg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as he said two words, I was like, that's Aaron Berg. <laughs> Aaron, are you there? Uh, you guys are great. I'm in the mountains. I'm just watching you live right now. It's so fun. Piper's <laughs> eating s'mores and we're having the time of our lives. I mean, you know, look, you've been through it as well. Aaron, Aaron you know, gets accused all the time of, you know, being an you know, alt-right guy or whatever. And, you know, it's it's, it's like... It's so easy to throw a stigma or a label on somebody, you know, especially when you don't know them. But, like, if you're a journalist, take the time to know that person. Take the time through questions mm. just to figure out where they come from. He's never done that with anybody. And, and Aaron's one of those guys that he's attacked many times. And, you know. I don't know how you can do that in an article without him. actually meeting the subject you're writing about. I don't understand how you can do that in an article without actually meeting the person. It's insane. It's piss poor. It's amateur journalism. At best, it's a guy that didn't succeed at his chosen path. And I get it. I I mean, I've been angry at Netflix, you know, for overlooking me. And I've been like, but I've never been like, all these Netflix comics are all ass. So, you know, you get angry. I understand it. But this guy is clearly turning into the Joker. You know, there's this (laughs) reality where he needs. He's actually said that. He's actually said, you know, he felt he was the Joker. And he was causing chaos. You know what I mean? He's actually said that. That's insanity. What kind of person says that? Yeah, right. Yeah. He's a mental patient. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, 
it is what it is. You know, unfortunately, you know, he's, you know, stepped over the line as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I'm going to have to take care of this another way. So what is this? Is this like a crescendo for this kid? Is this like his big, uh, you know, article he's going to throw out? Where do we go from here? Is it just a brush on the side? he, he, He came after me a while back through he thought that the magazine I used to work for it was called Spectrum Magazine mm. started by a mother with autism she was a publisher and she decided she wanted to create this magazine and you know hire me as her editor I willfully did so and then you know wrote a lot about what was going on at the time which was a lot of these like vaccine things like storylines you know Jenny McCarthy is an anti-vaxxer all this other stuff so I you know we, these are things we wrote about you know like we actually you know, went and met with Jane McCarthy and got and talked to her about her plight and what she what she was trying to do. So he just took a bunch of pieces, like he took like five or six pieces or whatever, and he just tried to destroy me, saying I was a anti-vaxxer sympathizer or some shit like that. And I'm like, you took six articles from my past. What about all the other shit I did? You right. know what I mean? Like you took literally three percent of everything I wrote throughout my, my career and tried to trash me with it. And none of it was my opinion. It was all fucking, you know, pretty much straightforward writing. I mean, like there was no, there was no, there was none of my, like my, what I thought in the fucking pieces. These were all just news pieces, you know, written with facts and quotes and resources. That's it. Yeah. Is Aaron still there? Or do you leave yeah. You know, he's there. Like- yeah, I oh, also hey, just yeah. wanted to come on to promote. Uh, if you haven't, you got to stop by the stand and eat, and also get your vaccine. We'll be giving away vaccine shots on Friday and That's Saturday. Right. That's right. Come we'll by, be doing have shots. dinner. Chris Italia will be administering them to prove he is not an anti-vaxxer. The vaccines are all bootleg. We got them on Canal Street. I just they got the flu shot, so I don't know so what this roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aaron. Thank you for calling, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Have a great show, guys. I'll there, talk to you soon. There you Bye. go. There's Aaron Berg, everybody. Comedian extraordinaire. Just, just, just on the in between us rebooting this thing, mm. I got a ton of texts about Dave. You know, and so the fact that you know this guy attacked my 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 partner Dave, uh, who passed away, he was murdered in a in a home invasion in 2019, about a month after we reopened in a new location. And everybody's like saying, like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, why would he go after Dave? You know, and so, you know, the quote that Dave is attributed to is he says, we are we are the rape, uh, the original rape company. Uh, And so basically rape joke company. Right. So he was on his friend's podcast, uh, Andrew Goldstein, who's a writer Mm -hmm. and Matt Goldage, who's also a writer. They both write, you know, for, you know, late night and MTV and all that stuff. And so they had this podcast. It was a very industry podcast. They had Dave on as a guest and they've known each other forever, you know? And so like, they were all joking around on the podcast and, you know, and then they asked him, Hey, you're, you're, you used to be part of a brand called cringe humor. He's like, that's right. I, we are the original rape joke people. And, it was a fucking joke. Right. Describing the type I mean, of comedy you do, you do, the comedy is kind of not for kids. Joke, it's not for kids. To take that joke that was said probably in 2012 mm. on the podcast, 2013 on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, a long time ago, yeah. And bring it out of context and put it into an article. In 2021. 
when you're attacking me and you're attacking my other partner and you're attacking all these other comedians and you're right. going to attack this guy who can't defend himself and drag his fucking name through mud when he doesn't deserve it. He's the fucking sweetest human being you'll fucking ever meet. Mm. It's two little girls at home. They fucking don't, can't read it. But the fact that they can Google it 10 years from now, you know, and I will do everything in my power to have that erased. Uh, you know, but the fact that they can one day Google that shit and see something written about that dad that's taken out of context, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. You know what I mean? And you have, you are not a human being if you do shit like that. Yeah. And, you know, I can't, I mean, I would never do it as a journalist, as a blogger, as a, you know, as a columnist. I just wouldn't go after somebody that doesn't need to go out and be, you know, go after. He has nothing to do with this. He hasn't been around. You know what I mean? And so, you know, that shit pissed me off and I got a ton of texts about it. And like, you know, I'm talking to his brothers and talking to his friends and stuff. And it's like, what the fuck, man? What does Dave got to do to get a fucking break? You know? And so that shit pisses me off. The other thing that pisses me off is going after Patrick, who really is not, you know, Patrick really doesn't talk in terms of, Given interviews or anything like that, he likes to stay in the in the background. He doesn't like to take credit for anything. He, you know, he really tries just to do his job, support comedians, both female and male, both alt right and alt left. He doesn't give a shit. Um, and it's kind of fucked up that he gets put into this fucking thing. You know, like he, like for example, you know, so he created he created cringe humor years ago, and you know, for him it was an outlet, you know, to talk about the comedians he loved. And it became a satirical blog, you know, like this tongue in cheek blog about about where comedy was and like, you know, how comedy was treated. There's this whole piece about how females, you know, like he like how females should be treated. And it was completely satirical because it's just exactly what's going on when women were being treated unfairly. So you wrote the satirical piece about it instead of this guy recognizing that it was satirical. He, he talks about it as if it was factual. And it's like fucking stupid. And it's the reason why Patrick completely shut down the site. Because he's like, no one gets it. I was just fucking joking. Uh, I was just writing satirical you know, jokes and whatever. And here I am getting fucking harassed by people. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to take it down. That was like fucking over 10 years ago that he shut it down. And for it to be haunting him right now is ridiculous. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. just nuts. Seth writes in his article, Mil- so, Milligan's list. And look, and look, go, oh, go ahead. People don't understand. People don't understand Patrick. This guy works his ass off. He has a job. He yeah. doesn't, he's not here all the time. He, he works fucking 14, 16 hour days. He absolutely kills himself. He's slaving away. And then he <laughs> fucking kills himself to book lineups, make sure they're <laughs> fair, you know, listen to uh, pitches for produced shows and to figure out if it's, the right, you know, combination for this place or whatever. He's involved in a lot of stuff and he has zero time for it. And, you know, again, I can tell you, we have not made a dollar in, in probably five or six years. I mean, we've spent a lot more than we've earned and it sucks. And I, I hate that Patrick goes through this because it's a thankless job being a booker of a comedy club. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he doesn't reap any rewards from it fucking sucks i'm reading uh uh uh, seth writes milligan's list of awful comedian include categories such as (laughs) 
and the next three categories he lists, I, I, it's hilarious because I'm just picturing Patrick. He, I mean, the guy's hilarious. <laughs> Like ethnic. I mean, if you know Patrick, you'll yeah, realize. I know. He's like fucking Peter Griffin. Yeah. He's, he's a real life Peter Griffin. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally just started laughing reading it. It was, it was not, it, not anything to do with Seth and his uh, writing styles. It's all Patrick. I mean, it's all. Well, like, you know, like, yeah. so you can say, okay, so Seth didn't do his due diligence there and, like, fucking no, I mean, look into what. Chris, let me mention something. He doesn't want to. He me, just wants to attack. Let me mention so something. I, I was just, as you were doing your, you know, talking right there, I was skimming through his article, and this guy just fucking name drops everybody. <laughs> he, he must name drop, like, fucking 30 people in this goddamn article just so he can probably get somebody to pay attention to the fucking thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Clickbait. It's exactly why it's, the New Republic picked you know picked up the stories because of. I mean, clickbait. everybody from Patrick Milligan all the way to fucking Opie from the Opie and Anthony show. You know, and everybody I mean, in fucking, fucking between. The fact that we're talking about Opie and Anthony is hilarious to me, and like that's the next part of this. So you know, we go back and forth all summer, and like you know, I, he shits on me, I shit on him. The whole anti-vax thing came up. I mm. crushed him on that, and then he, you know comes at me with fucking this thing. So like around sometime in November, I get this email from him saying, you know, he's out, he's, he's going to go to print with this. And the fact that he's like, go to print. Like, who right. like there's going to be some little kid on so the he's corner going, going print with this, <laughs> yeah. with extra, this article extra, yeah. about me being hmm. on the ONA forums, basically creating this hysteria to go attack him, you know? And the timeline doesn't make sense because, Two things happened over that time period. I drove to L.A. and I was working my ass off in L.A. and uh, spending time moving into a place and all that stuff. And then I drove back from L.A. All right. And in that time driving back from L.A., I was with you know my girlfriend. And we made stops and like I drove almost the whole time. So like the fact that this guy thought I did it during that time. And I'm like, I couldn't possibly have time. To do it, and I don't even know what the fuck a forum is anymore. Like I, don't, I didn't know they have still ONA forums. I didn't know they the had. I thought about- I thought that whole style of uh, website was like obsolete. You can't even use them anymore. I know we used to Look, have one. You know, I am. A, I will say I used to listen to ONA all the time when I was younger. I was more into Ron and Fez. Uh, I actually, I think I joined their forum, but I never wrote anything. So I don't have anything to say, right? So. Uh, you know, the fact that this guy's claiming I'm on, a, on ONA forums and he says, I, I created the name. <laughs> this is hilarious. I created the name Toxic. Yeah, no, white I got it. Cis. Toxic cis fat. white male fat. Toxic cis white yeah. male fat. I don't know what the hell it is. So 716. By the way, 716 if you want to call in. 716 And if you want to fight with Chris, I'll just let you go. You can just go fight with him. Uh, yeah i mean is it how do you feel when you wake up in the morning and uh you go into work you got to figure out how to get 25 percent of the people into your fucking place on friday maybe you can have some indoor dining on friday in new york city uh and then you got this fucking you got to deal with this all day you got to deal with uh this you know look again i'm considered a public figure i guess i own a venue so I don't get too worked up over this shit. People want to attack us. People want to say stupid shit. It is what it is. I mean, I it comes with the territory, man. I, 
anytime you're doing anything creative or supporting anything creative, you're gonna you're you're you know, people are allowed to criticize you. So I, I'm okay. I'm way more than okay with that. So I even told this guy, I don't care if you call, if you, if you, you know, want to call me a name or if you want to fucking say whatever, do it. But you're doing it on the guys that you're a journalist and you're not. Right. And then you're making shit up, like complete fabrication. So if, if he's calling you, you toxic, cis, white, male, fat, like he thinks that's you. He led, he says that's me. He led off the that, article uh, he, with that. That a source... And he has a source that can prove it to me, which go ahead. Mm. Like, please do that. And, uh, and I said, go, I said, I said, Seth, how do you want to handle this? I said, do you want me to fucking give you some questions to ask that this guy can't possibly answer? He says, like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then you can't fucking prove it's me. Mm-hmm. And it's not me. So this is ridiculous. And I said, if you do this, if you go ahead and do this, <laughs> you, I have no choice but to fucking come after you. Like, you know, legally. And that's it. I got to call my attorneys in the morning and I got to st- move forward with it. Mm. It's fucked up. I don't right. want to deal with that shit. But at the same time, it's like, it's so irresponsible what he did that it can't go not fucking, you know, unpunished. And he's going to deal with this for the first time in his illustrious fucking career. So How old we'll is this guy? How old is this? Is he a kid? Is he really know. a kid? Or, you know? I think he's like 29. I think he's like 29. Man, he, I see pictures of him on there. He looks look, like he's 16. Thing, I feel for this guy. I know this guy, Kieran. You know, know you guy. know the type of guy he is? What do you mean? What do you mean you I've know this guy? I've seen this guy so many fucking times. They are fucking bullied. They're abused. Yeah. They don't have, they don't feel like they have a fucking place. And they have to try and find something that gets a reaction that makes gives them a reason to. Here it is. Here it is. Right around. here. I mean, he. You he, know what I mean? Yeah. To spend. Think about this, Karen. To spend all this time to create this narrative about me. <laughs> think about how much shit. Yeah, he's got a hard on for shit you, dude. You could. How much other shit you could have been doing with your life? Yeah, it could have been out there fucking. But this is your thing. Researching this science. This is your thing. Yeah, and look, here I am as a guy, like I said, you know, therapeutically, I went to comedy shows to kind of get my head out of what was going on in my life at the time. Met some people, my brother, Dave, Patrick, who you know, saw my vision. We all collaborated on this thing and we created this thing that we thought we were proud of and we. We still are proud of, you know, and that's what drives me. It, it, it's because comedy did something for me. Mm. It kind of saved me, you know, in a sense. It gave me something to hold on to other than what I was doing. And what I was doing was just living in misery. Molly, and uh, comedy, Mo- like, slowly pulled me out of that. And I wanted to give back. I wanted to create a place that was really cool to go to and watch some really great comics and, you know, have a great time, have, you know, like, a, you know, have a beautiful setting for stand up and it deserved it. I really felt that way. I really, really felt it deserved it. And that's what we wanted to accomplish. We did. And then we decided to expand and make an even more beautiful place and a lot more expensive place to, to, to build and <laughs> you know, regretting it, money regretting pit. it ever since. But money here pit. we are. <laughs> money pit. And yeah, we are yeah. going through a fucking pandemic. Right. And everybody's struggling. Every yeah. single one of us. And this guy dropped and the article not today. One person who's made a dollar here. Yeah. You know, I look at my, I look at everything we worked for and everything we had earned, and it's gone. And everything, it's sad. And 
I'm doing everything I can. My brother's doing everything I can to keep people employed, to keep them on health insurance, to fucking give them a place to go while we have zero business going on. Yeah, and this guy, this, this guy that right. comes along and tells me I'm an alt-right fucking guy trying to fucking, you know, nurture alt-right comedians. And it's fucking insane. Insane. Well, maybe that's what you're doing over there. Maybe he's right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> oh, boys. I mean, I, I, love the fact, I, I don't you know how about? I missed this. You know, I'm not. I don't pay attention to the details, but he did lead off the articles. Uh, in the darkness recesses of the internet lurks a man who go by who goes by toxic cis uh, white male fat. So he led it with you. I didn't did. realize that because that's his that's his ode to me. He's yeah. in love with me. Yeah. He's in love with me. He's good. Well, you know, you're very, you are kind of fucking he very lovable. He loves me the way, he, the, the way the Joker loves Batman. Okay? That's what it is. He wants to, he wants to play with me. Because he, he, I give him the time of day. And maybe that's my mistake. Maybe I shouldn't do that. But at the same time, like I said, I, I feel for this guy. Because he could actually be doing good if he actually really gave a shit. But he doesn't. Right. He just wants to create this stuff. Yeah, some and people. Sucks. Like some said, people I, just have that I, fucking attitude. I man. know this guy is suffering inside. I know he's fucking suffering inside, and it sucks, man. And all I mean, this guy has to do is fucking reach out, get help, and not have to go after all these people to create this chaotic world that he thinks exists. You know, every everything we do in life has bad apples. Every everything we do in life has obstacles. You know. To think that comedy wasn't was something that didn't have that is would be ignorant. But his his point of view is so skewed to one place that he's in so deep that he can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just can't. He, he will always overlook anything that anyone does that's positive. And that fucking sucks, man. You have to be able to write both sides. Of the does, story. This guy, does he you have, have to be able to write both sides of the of this world that you're covering? Does he have Does he have a Twitter? Does this guy just hide in the fucking yeah, shadows? Of the, he does Twitter. have a Twitter. That's where he act, Okay. He that's where he attacks me most. That's where mm. I noticed him was on Twitter. And by the way, I rarely ever use Twitter outside of complaining about the Jets and maybe, you know, fucking Yeah. You know, silhouette porn, you know what I mean? <laughs> from 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 TikTok. Outside of that, I never go on Twitter. I really don't give a shit what anyone has to say. And then, you know, this guy came and attacked me and like got me pissed off. So I mean he's that's, he's that's just, what happened. He just he loves you, man. <laughs> I mean he's even he's he, writes, even, he even gives you he, a COVID nineteen violation thing, like a little shot. He's like, Oh, that's apparently a COVID but nineteen violation. When, when was that? Which one was that? No, he did this. This guy in the article right here, Seth. He's just he come. He just he's just taking shots at the whole article. That's it. And just it's name not, drop. It's not an objective piece at all. No, you know what I mean. But what's it's like wrong? A, it, what's yeah. liable is the fact that he claims I'm this person that I'm not, and that's you know that's what's liable, and that's what you know where he goes wrong. Uh, yeah, because well. he doesn't present. Any actual truth linking me to this person that he created. Who knows if he didn't create this fucking character himself? Right? He can go on ONA forums and sign up and be this person. Think about that bullshit. 
Oh, chat room feedback. Go to Twitter advanced search, put his name in Twitter, and then search the word verified and watch how much getting a stupid verified check mark meant to him. Oh, so he's verified on Twitter. So he's he's, he on, he's on Twitter verified. I don't know how that happened, but you know, again, Twitter verifies everybody these days, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you by know, the and, way. Then, and then on top of that, this guy got involved. There's this other comedian who's barely comedian, but he's in like the Brooklyn scene and all that shit. And he's got a bunch of followers on Twitter, so they all fucking come after me. Um, <clears throat> there's this guy, Jake Flores, who jumped on this piece and said, oh, it seems like it's him because he's all freaked out about it. And I'm like, I'm not freaked out about it. I don't give a shit. I'm handing this off to people that I, I can pay to do this. I don't want anything to do with it anymore after tomorrow. Mm. I'm done. You know what I mean? So I don't really care. I was working today all day. I was at the stand and I had the West Ham versus Man U game on. That was pissing me off. West Ham, of course, loses in overtime. Fucking Man U fucking sucks. Anyway, so I, that's what I was pissed off about. And then I see this guy, Jake Flores, jump on him and I go, fuck. Like, really, Jake? I've never said a bad word about this guy, although I felt like he's a piece of garbage. And, you felt that Jake was a piece know, of garbage? Here he is. This Jake Flores. Making himself into a piece of garbage. Mm. Huh? You felt that this Jake Flores is a piece of garbage? Yeah, because I still like, you know, because he, he can't shut his mouth about this incident that mm. happened. So, look, again, I don't try to get involved in this fucking these squabbles or these fucking, you know, online t- attacks or whatever. So apparently him and Lewis, again, <laughs> involved in this. Lewis J. Gomez. Uh, Lewis, Jay, and, and this guy got involved with something. They, I think Jake, like, attacked him on, on Twitter or whatever like that. So apparently Lewis was waiting for the day that he met this guy in person. And unfortunately, that time was when they were both at the stand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know what happened because I wasn't here that night. All I know is what was told to me. And basically what happened was uh, I think Lewis spotted this guy. Saw him, tried to say, uh, Lewis tried to say, you're Jake Flores, I'm Luis Gomez, that type of thing. And like, Jake kind of like said, oh, I don't even know who you are or whatever. Whatever happened, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They got into an argument. And basically, Lewis is a fucking animal. He needs to deal with his behavior issues. Right. He, he doesn't. And But, you know, he's pissed off because he's seen this guy for the first time. And I guess, you know, anyone in a situation where... Someone's been shitting on you constantly, and then you finally see that person. You have going to have a negative reaction, just like I said with Seth. I mean, you're going to have a negative reaction, and don't expect it to be positive. Don't expect it to be cordial. So what happens? Lewis confronts him. He's all up on top of him, never swings at him, but he's spitting in his face as he's yelling at him, right? And it gets eventually gets broken up. Uh you know, Jake gets taken out. We, we thought, I think we said it was best that Jake left. Not that we were kicking Jake out because he did something wrong or anything like that. That's not what the issue was. So we just wanted to basically shut the whole thing down as quickly as possible, which is what happened. You know, within the next couple of days, the feud keeps continuing online. And then we get dragged into it. And this guy, Jake, is upset because we blocked him. We block, I think, I don't know, whoever handles our stand account just didn't want to see it in the feed. So we just blocked, you know, anything said about us and blocked him. 
And I guess he got really offended by that. And so he, so, you know, he's the person who produced the show is a person I really care about. She's, uh, I'm not going to say her name, but she's, she's an amazing person. I've known her for a long time and she really does like Jake. She thinks Jake's a great comedian and, you know, just misunderstood and all that. Mm. So she's like, look, I'd really think it would be great if we can all talk. And I said, absolutely. That's makes, that makes a ton of sense. Let's figure out what the fuck happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I, you know, and just on her word alone, I will listen to her, you know, to the cows come home. She's, you know, someone I, whose opinion I hold in high esteem. And she's always been great to me. I've always, you know, tried to do the best for her. I really respect her. And, you know, we've just been cordial and friendly. I consider her a friend. I would say she's a friend in this industry. And there's not many. So the fact that she, she and I have been friends to this point, you know, has always been something I value. So she brings Jake in and look, you know, whether she realized it or not, the guy reeked of fucking beer um, and he reeked of like, you know, whatever. I don't know. But he, he was clearly inebriated. Not a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was slurring some words. His eyes were like fucking all over the place and he fucking stunk, you know, like beer. And I go, oh, this guy's fucking drunk. You know, there's just a certain look. That someone has when they're drunk, right? Oh, yeah, Can no. we agree on that? Yeah, some people, yeah. And I just noticed it immediately. And maybe she didn't because she just sees him like that all the time. I don't know. And, you know, she may have just felt like he wasn't. But I did. I felt like he was. So I sat down with them. I listened to, you know, you know what they had to say. Um, and basically the gist of it was, you know, they felt like, you know, Lewis was completely out of line. Which he was. Which he was. And they wanted to know how we were going to punish him. And that's not something we talk about. What we did and how we punished them was something we handled internally. And we did. We did do, we did do something that we all agreed upon was how we were going to handle it. And that's it. And I basically explained that to her and said, this is how, you know, this is how we're handling it. I hope you respect that. You know, Jake, you're welcome here anytime. You know, nothing that happened in this situation is going to stop you from being able to perform here or come here casually, whatever. And, uh, you know, we unblocked him because that seemed to be something he was really concerned about. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> so we did that and everything she asked for and everything he kind of asked for, we came away from that meeting with, okay, we're not a hundred percent in agreement on everything, but we came away feeling at least we can continue to have a relationship. All right. Now, what happened to Lewis happened to Lewis. I mean, he wasn't happy about it, and I don't give a fuck, but he deserved it. And he <laughs> took his punishment, and he dealt with it. Yeah. Now. What was that? What was this? this was did over, he go to jail This or was over a year ago. Mm. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a year and a half ago. Okay? Mm-hmm. This happened when we first opened, reopened. Right. right. So the fact that this shit's still coming up is fucking annoying. But he attacked me today, and I said, you know, well, you know, you're kind of like... You know, you're this guy who shows up to a meeting fucking drunk. You right. know what I mean? And uh, I probably should have said that. It was stupid or whatever. But, you know, he's being unprofessional. He was unprofessional that night. And so we got into it. And so, unfortunately for Seth, this dominated my Twitter <laughs> and not the article. No one was even talking about that. Uh, man, I tell you what, though. If you're like, if if I'm a guy and I'm like talking to... You know, if I'm a comedian, I'm talking to a club owner, and, he, and he's like, well, you showed up to a fucking... Oh, here we go. 
This is going to be good. I hope this is going to be good. Call, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, I just wanted to support Chris. Yeah, go ahead. He's ready. Thank you so much. Sure. And just I was on the ONA forums website that Seth linked to, and I looked at some of the posts that this toxic cis guy wrote, and they're actually pretty hilarious. So I wouldn't even worry about it, like being connected to that guy. I mean, look, I'm just not the guy. I mean, Mm. I, I wish I could take credit for the jokes. I'm just not him. They're just being edgy shit posters. It's not such a big deal. I really, I mean, right. I hope you're not that worried about it. I'm not. I'm not. I just don't like being, uh, I, I don't like, you know, that someone came after my character and that someone is saying I'm somebody I'm not. And that to me is liable. And, you know, he should be taught a lesson. I mean, I've, I've had to deal with lawsuits when I was a journalist. I mean, again, he's. So you're actually going to do that. It wasn't just, uh, you know, sleight of hand talk. You're, you're, you're actually going to call a lawyer. Possibly. I already have a meeting with my attorneys in the morning. I, you know, mm. it's just, it's, again, my my biggest thing is to take the Dave stuff out because I don't want my, my deceased partner, mm. you know, right. having something negatively written about him when he obviously wanted to attack me. Right. So I want to make sure that his identity is protected. And, you know, that may be where we fucking, you know, agree to this, you know, we agree, you come to a compromise. You want to come after me? Great. But leave that shit out. Right. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, no, Chris, I support you. And it was, I hope it was completely taken out of context. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that's awesome to hear, and I hope you do go after him because he deserves it. I mean, it's enough already. He's already done this to so many comedians in the past, getting them canceled, and it's he's just ridiculous. So this, yeah. this time it's going to come back at him. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. It. Bye. That person was so Ooh. kind. That never happens on so, this show. <laughs> person being kind everybody i guess it was like hey kid, um, you so fucking well, homo yeah you know i get hammered dude, for context yeah. for context this is the guy who outed shane gillis from the snl thing ah that's where i know his fucking name from yeah, god go. damn it <laughs> that that's the this is the fucking guy what a this is the guy what a cunt <laughs> god. So my theory my theory is that he has a hard on also for Legion of Skanks. Call, you're on the case. air. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Um, why is nobody pointing out the obvious here? This is from a troll freaking message board that all of these claims come from. What do internet trolls do? They lie. They bullshit. They make this shit up. It's probably the same dude who pretended to be fucking uh, uh, the, 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 the gut. Uh, Chris pretended to be the fucking snitch as well. Do you know what it's like? His yeah, effort. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm a bit. Eh, I've had a bit to drink. But the thing is, I don't know who runs right ONA forums. I don't know who runs ONA forums, so I, I don't know if I could reach out to them it, it's and find fans. out what the fuck it's is going on. Fans. I don't know who that is because I, I would do that first, but I I haven't taken the time to really look into that. That would be one thing I would do is to like Here's you know out this person for pretending to be say, me. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, this guy, Seth, is, he's not doing his work as a, you know, pretend journalist or whatever. He's not going and finding out who this person is. He's just assuming. And then he's attacking me. So, mm-hmm. you know, that shit's mm-hmm. not going to fly. I guarantee you, Chris, if you go to that forum, just say a post, hey, what's up? I'm Chris. Because this is clearly an attack against <laughs> Seth, not against you. Because what you have right oh, yeah, now, they, wanted, Seth has made- they wanted to draw him in. Chris Norton in the chat room believes it might be Greg Opie Hughes. <laughs> I don't 
not sure about that. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, this troll probably has all the information you need to prove it was him doing this nefarious plot and not you. So if you get those screenshots right. and you get those messages this troll had, this supposed mole had with Seth, you're going right. to have an open and shut case, dude. Seriously. Well, I, I said to Seth, I was like, look, if you have that proof, show it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to address the proof. So he never did, and he clearly didn't do it in this piece, and he just doesn't have it. If he had it, he'd show his I'm hand, but he doesn't have sure it. sure beyond anything, this mole is on your side right now, and it has all been done to fuck with it. Because why would anyone go after you, really? He's right. the most hidden guy in comedy. You're one of the most hidden guys in comedy. Who Why knows? Dude, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. So, like, I don't, I don't think it's crazy that somebody would do it. He did. He thinks it was absurd that somebody would make that up. It's clear it was made up. I mean, like, you know, how do you not know that? Yeah. How dumb are you that you don't realize someone's fooling you into thinking this? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, dude. It's a fucking troll on an Opie and Anthony message board. Yeah. And you're believing. And, and he used language I used. I said rabbit hole, reason. and he kept saying the words rabbit hole in his piece today because, you know, he's he's a plagiarist, too. <laughs> Man, that's the thing. It's people with internet trolls, people either overestimate them or underestimate them. They're either fucking nobody's living in mom's basement or they're fucking comedy club owners. They're not just some bored yeah. dude. And who knows what fucking state who goes, I'm going to pretend to be Chris, but then I'm going to pretend to be a mole. I'm going to see if I can make Seth write a fucking hit piece and put him in a situation. If only this guy realized how fucking, how my, my day is filled with desperation of trying to keep our venue alive and like all the work that goes into keeping this place alive, you know, and how there's no possible way that, me surrounded by my brother, by other people that work here. If they saw I was on a fucking forum, they'd punch me in the face. <laughs> like, where do you have time to go on a fucking forum? Yeah, like, let me, we're fucking dying. I gotta get this post <laughs> in, bro. Yeah, yeah. They hate that I'm on Twitter. They all yell at me. Get the fuck off Twitter. And they're right. I should get off Twitter. Just sue the ever-loving shit out of him. Seriously, uh, that's what in this case. Doing. Once we'll, it goes we'll before a jury, sure. your lawyer should be chomping at the bit for this fucking easy one, man. He was Civil court. He was. Ruin this he was earlier today. All right. All right, guys. I just couldn't, I just couldn't get you. the time today because I was actually working. So tomorrow's where I've carved out the time to uh, have those conversations. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking it's stupid, man. Both of uh, oh, both of these things are stupid. With, with Seth, it's ridiculous that somebody who just wouldn't do any of their homework to find out the truth. No, he, he, he seems like a guy who just scours the internet you know, and... I don't know what kind of comedian Jake is, but the amount of bridges he burns, it sucks. And what I worry about is the person that he drags into this, uh, who I think is an awesome person. She defends him all the time and that he makes her look bad, you know, by talking the way he talks and presenting himself the way he presents himself. It sucks. I wish I wish that. You know, I don't want any issues with this fucking guy. I never said a bad word about this guy until today. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't read too deeply into it, Chris. When he jumped on this train to attack me. He might might be just a dude. He looks like he's in his mid-20s. He might just be a day drinker and gets fucked up, goes on the internet and just starts... Jake? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not assuming anything. I'm not assuming anything either. I'm just saying, you know, you see, you know, he, he might be that. People get a little bombed up. They get on the internet, especially when they're at a young age, and they start just firing off 
for no reason. Yeah, I just know what happened that night. I'm telling you, like, you know, know, 40 years of living on this planet, I know what a drunk person looks like. He, at least he probably embarrassed himself in front of you. In the bar business, I know what a drunk person looks like. I know what they smell like. I know what they act like. He was drunk. Uh, and the reality was he couldn't even get words out that much. I was talking to his friend more than I was talking to him. And that alone is a sign that he just can't talk for himself because he was fucked up. So it is what it is. And I, uh, and, you know, Chris Norton, check it in. Jake is like 40 and delivers pizzas for a living. All right. I don't know, man. Well, you know what? what maybe he does, he's good at it. All I know is maybe he's all good. I know is I'm a step away from doing the same. Yeah. So we're all in the same fucking yeah. boat. Yeah. We're all. You know, I could be delivering. I can be delivering pizzas next week. I mean, that's yeah. how fucked up things are right now in the city. We're and, all, you know, with everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky to be employed. Fucking A, man. I mean, uh, right now, I'd be making money if I was delivering pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least there's something coming in. I don't, I, haven't, I haven't. Pizza delivery guys have made more money in the last three months than I have. Yeah. That's, that's a fucking truth. And really, you know, all I wish for is more people put, uh, Bought pizza from our place so I can deliver them. So, I deliver them personally. Is this going to be the last of the, uh, you know, the internet battles you have with writers and blah, blah, blah? It's never been anyone else, though. Yeah. This is it. Oh. I don't have, I feel I don't like have it's problems always, with anybody. Oh, well, I know you don't. I don't but shit I, on anybody. But I feel like, you know, it's like, uh, this guy. Yeah, I feel like this guy lingers. Maybe it's just this guy. Maybe I feel like it's always been this guy. I mean, who else have I fought with over the years? You're talking about Rocket, my days? old co-host. He used to fucking fight my yeah. He used to fight my old co-host all the time. Wow, that was fun. Me and him were stuck. Yeah. We used to have a radio war back what in the day mean? before the stand ever what even you existed. Mean? You and I used to have a fake That's radio right. war. We were yes. still honing our radio skills right now. Oh my god! Twenty years later. So I mean, look, you know, it's it's sad. Uh, that I have to do this. It sucks that I have to take my time away from helping my business so I can fucking defend my fucking self and my character. Mm. It, it's, you know, it, my attention needs to be elsewhere, like, which is why I said I didn't have time for it today. So I, when I scheduled this for tomorrow, basically I'm giving them all the information and then I'm letting it go. And whatever they're going to do with it, they're going to do with it. And, you know, I don't want anything to do with it anymore. And I'm, you know, certainly he, he blocked, I think he blocked me on, on Twitter. So like, you know, conveniently he finally blocked well, me on Twitter. So he'll be, he'll be listening place. to this tomorrow morning, jerking off. Yeah. And picking it apart and like then yeah. taking, he'll yeah. be pulling out sound bites and continuing his narrative. Yeah. So what he'll do is he'll free, like he'll freeze frame three seconds of me shitting on him. Oh, yeah. not talk about how he Absolutely. That will be... My fucking ugly mug will be sitting here on Twitter as you're talking. Hey, you're looking good. <laughs> I'm the one that looks good, man. I look like a Yeah. Well, good luck, uh, Seth. Thanks for uh, jerking off to the radio program. I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that in there for I mean, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, what else are you going to do, right? I like, care. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I... I can't stand that fucking... No, I mean, dude, if somebody's writing some shit like that... looking to hurt somebody. You have every right. I mean, it was just a hit fucking piece. The guy didn't... The guy clearly just scanned the internet, you know, maybe looking at people's posts and seeing how they interact on the internet and then looking for little uh, posts that people put. And he's just... He's literally just throwing fucking punches from a distance, man. And they're unsubstantiated. Just a fucking cunt. Literally, he's just a... He's just a... 
he's an intellectual troll. I don't even want to give him that much of a compliment. By the way, like I invited him to the stand, you know, when he had these accusations or whatever early on, and I said, "Come to the stand. He's like Miss Operate. Spend the week with us. Whatever he's- you want to do." We'll show you our booking process. We'll show you how we work. We'll show you the diverse staff that we have. Because he basically claimed that all our audience is built upon rape and race cult, racist culture. Yeah. So no. all our whole entire audience was this alt right audience. That's so like, unfair to say. It's so fucking unfair you know to say. Mind? How how unfair There's are people? Yeah. How could you know? How could you know? How right. could you know that? That's what I'm saying. How it's so unfair to say. It's so, so unfair. I said, so I said to him, I was like, come here. Survey the people that are coming in and out of this place. Mm. Find out about them like any, any other journalist would. Right. You know, because that's what they would do. You can't just accuse us of being one way just because you think we're this way. Right. Or you fact. don't like one it's person like, who might run the place, you, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, for example, like, yeah, we, have, we booked Jay Okerson, right? But we also booked Joe Perra. If everybody play there, dude. Giannis Papas. If all we also book Janine Garofalo. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you used to have Janine all the time. Right Janine, Janine all the, all the time. Favorite people yeah. on the fucking planet. Yeah, and I don't give a fuck about her politics. I don't give a shit of how she feels about this or that. I listen to it, and she's entitled to her opinion. But really, where it comes down to in our relationship with her is that she treats my staff incredibly. She treats me. Fucking incredibly, mm. and I'm gonna treat her the same way because she's a fantastic person. And the same thing with Jake's friend. It's the same thing. I know she heavily disagrees with everything I said tonight. I love her to pieces. I think she's a fantastic human being, and she's been through fucking crazy shit. And the fact that she's been able to get to this point in her career and her life, mm. I think she's amazing. And we just had we just had this disagreement. And that's what it is. And I don't, I don't judge her for it. And I hope she doesn't judge me. I know she's had some issues with me tonight, but it is what it is. Like I don't, I can, I can still, I can still have a relationship with you and a friendship with you, and care about you, even though I don't agree with something you you feel. You know what I mean? Like I, I say that to people that always say, like, what do you do if one of your relatives is a Trump supporter? I was like, nothing. I fucking I, I love them. What else can I do? Like, I can't I, you know, what am I going to do? It's just the way they feel. I can't right. do anything about not that a big deal. Then continue to have an open dialogue. Right. Yeah, that's it. Seven one six three two five talking and seven one six three two five zero two nine nine. If you want to call in. If you're not having a dialogue, you're failing as a society. And that's what this guy is doing. He's taking that away. Right. He's trying to, you know, Say something is so just because he says so. Right. And no one's talking. You know, like, immediately when that piece came out, Jen Kirkman, who's a comedian, attacked Patrick. And it's like, it's unfair because we've booked, anytime Jen was in town, we've tried to book her. You know, we never, you know, she said something about, you know, she had to cancel a spot and then Patrick took it out on her, like, never booking her again, which is not true. Like, we all feel... Jen's a great comic. Like, I, you know, I, if she was in town right now and we were open, I'd say stop by and do a fucking set. Like, I, you know, that's it's not how we are. We're not built that way. We're not built that way. There are comedians that we don't find that funny, but other people do. And because of that reason, they're here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's okay because everybody likes something different. And 
there are there are comedians that are completely off all left uh, or all right that we disagree with, but they still, if they can make people laugh, if they treat people the right way, they're going to get a chance to perform here. Yeah, you're in no the business. You're in the business to entertain people, not to you know put forth some sort of political agenda by the comics yeah, you put on the stage. It's never been about that. I don't it, give a fuck. And then you know ridiculous. he he goes on about Anthony Cumia, uh, you know like coming here, being here and stuff like that. I've never had Anthony Cumia here perform. Mm. Like he hasn't been on stage. Right. So I don't, we don't actively go out and book Anthony Cumia. He's gotten into some trouble. He's had some issues with, you know, women. I heard about them. I know about them. He's paid a price for that. He's seen his day in court, Mm. Um, but it's none of my business. Right. You know what I mean? If he comes here to have a meal, he's a customer. I don't know. I can't tell you how many people come in here or are, are sex offenders. I have no fucking idea if there's a woman that comes in here and she fucking raped a dude. You know, right. like, I don't know that. Yeah, right. You know yeah, I mean? you could have so convicted like, felons there every day. You won't know, you know. I don't know. Right. And so if Kuma comes in here and has a meal, again, as long as he treats my staff with respect and is nice to everybody and doesn't fucking, you know, cause any trouble, he's a customer. That's all he is. Mm. And then he was a guest on a podcast. Mm. You know, Legion of Skanks wanted him on a podcast. I don't get in the way of how you run your show that you produce here. If we decide that we're going to have LOS do a podcast live, they run that show the way they want, just like any other show would. We don't get in the, we don't get involved in the booking of that show. Just like this guy, Jake, he was booked by an independent producer. I don't know, Jake. I don't know if I think he's funny. Even if I didn't think he was funny, I wouldn't tell this person, you can't book him. It's your show. Mm. We're giving you the, we're giving you the space to develop an idea, something that, you know, we think is good too. So we're not going to get in the way of, of, of it. You have complete creative freedom. And that's what we like to fucking do here. And sometimes that rubs people the wrong way because it seems like we're letting people get away with something. And in in the in with respect to LOS, look, there's been fucking times where we have to sit down with those guys and go, look, I don't want this going on here, and I don't want that going on here. And those discussions get you know get, are had not only with them, that's happened with other people too. I mean, it's just happened. So, you know, it's a it's a business we have to really keep a close eye on. We're trying our best. When things go wrong, we fix them and. You know, I'm not saying nothing else is going to go wrong. I'm sure there will be an issue one day again. I mean, it's just something you deal with as it comes. And it's unfortunate. But fucking owning a venue fucking sucks. You know, you got all the responsibilities that hmm. you wouldn't normally have. You know, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of handholding. There's a lot of babysitting. There's a lot of, you know, dealing <clears> with different personalities. And it just is what it is. Maybe, uh, maybe this uh, Seth guy needs to grow up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Come on, kid. Oh, he's definitely. A he he he's doesn't. He doesn't have all the answers. His opinions are kind of misguided. They're way misguided. Right. So you know, he'll learn. He'll learn. You know what? I don't hate the kid. I don't know the fucking guy. He seems all right. You know, I don't know. He's a good writer. When he, when he first I didn't see one misspelling in that whole entire him. article. What's that? I didn't see one misspelling in the whole entire article. I hate Zoom with oh, comedic That's timing. why you have copy editors at magazines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not into that stuff. I don't know how things work. I mean, look, you know, my again, 
My biggest issue is Dave on that. Yeah. My second biggest issue, second biggest issue is Patrick. And then me. And then the fact that this guy thinks this guy was me when I'm not. It's just that's my problem. It's poor, poor, poor journalism. Passed off as real journalism. And when he emailed me about it, I, I actually wrote him like a very like, hey, dude, you know, despite our differences, don't go down this hole. You're, you're only putting yourself in a situation where you can be harmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unequivocally, this is not me. I had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Now, it's your choice to continue. But what you're going to come to find is that they're doing this to fucking reel you in and make a fool out of you. Mm. And if you're okay with being made a fool out of, then go ahead and do it. But I'm telling you, it's not me. I don't have the time for it. I don't fucking hate you like that. You know, it's just something I wouldn't do. I don't, I don't care for it. Right. So I thought like two months had gone by. And I never, I never heard back from him. So I didn't think he was going to go forward with it. But apparently he spent those two months diving deeper and deeper into shit <laughs> and finding nothing really. And then just thinking that this source, whoever this mole was, you know, whatever it did, I, I honestly think it was him in this forum pretending to be somebody else and going deep undercover to try and find out if this guy was me or not. And it mm. didn't happen. He has no real proof that it's me and that's it. And it's not me. It's just not me. So that's the unfortunate thing for him is that he's going to learn real soon that there's a fucking, you know, there's a penalty to pay for a fucking trying to write lies about something like this. I mean, it's, it's not okay. Dan Mullen in uh, the chat room with some feedback. Uh, I don't know if I can read it, but uh, well played, sir. Very funny. <laughs> That's the feedback? Huh? What's that? Feedback? What are you saying? Well, wait, what oh, no, the there's, there's tons of feedback, dude. <laughs> Is this shit no, What do you say? Oh, oh, you want me to read it? All right, Seth Simmons yeah. seduced a toddler, allegedly. <laughs> oh, well, they, you know, they say that he, uh, he trolls uh, women. Oh, uh, uh, the writer. So, like, yeah. if he likes some, mm. so if he likes somebody, he'll like text her or like, you know, DM them or whatever. And when mm. they say they're not interested, he just like keeps going. Oh boy! Like no that means was, yes like, type thing. There was an incident that happened. A girl came out and outed him. Oh no! You know? Don't go down this hole. Again, this is a rabbit hole. Don't go down this. Right. Gonna, I don't. Don't. I never go out. So they yeah. so they came up with a hashtag sex uh, sex pest Seth. And that's what they call him. <laughs> I don't call him that because I said that's that's going over the line. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta oh prove man! That kind of shit. What is it? What so, is it again? Say it again because you kind of fucked it up. Sex, sex pest Seth. Sex pest Seth. Hashtag. All right. If, if you search on Twitter, sex oh. pest Seth. All yeah. this shit will come up. Dude, I, I I did an image search of this uh, young man, and I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Well, he I wrote looked, a I wrote like a piece he, about it. He looked like, like uh, you know, he went out. But he looks like uh, Epi Calvin Lelouch with Down Syndrome. <laughs> oh, my God. You send that on me, you asshole. I did. Sorry. <laughs> I'll delete it. Kieran is liable, not me. I didn't say that. That's right. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it, but look, you, what, what is this all in sight? What is this all in sight? Without an actual dialogue with this guy, what is it all in sight? It incites reactions like that. Oh, They're yeah. making fun of him, the people in the forum. 
or the chat room or whatever the fuck it is. Like you're just reading stuff from a chat room. I don't even know how to get into it. Oh, you don't see it. I see. That's that's how technically not sound I am. You're Mm. talking about a chat room on YouTube. I don't know what the fuck how to get there. How will I get there? You know Mm. what I mean? That's me. That's how I am. I have to ask anybody how to do something on a computer. I don't fucking know what's going on. I, the other, two days ago, I had to use iMovie for something, and I was losing my fucking mind. <laughs> losing my mind. Molly Poo in the chat room. Chris, Seth wasn't pretending to be toxic Chris white male fat. I don't know what that means. A cis. Make sure it's, you say it right. Cis. Oh, cis. Toxic cis. 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 Cisgender, meaning he's referencing cisgender. I, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying that could be a theory too, right? I mean, if he's making up theories about me, who knows? Maybe he was he's drawing all this up just to, mm. again, very much like Stephen Glass did with the New Republic years ago. You know, he's doing the exact same thing. He's just creating this whole fucking fantasy world where I'm this character and I'm not. Molly Poo checking in also. I also heard that he seduced a toddler, allegedly. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like uh, this is starting to become cringe humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is, uh, I'm starting to get the old uh, feeling back on. I'm going to get in trouble after this show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I can just turn it off and never come back on. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you're just some guy. I'm just a fucking guy. Yeah. All right. So, those of you that are in the chat room and are listening or are going to listen later, what you guys don't know about Kieran is he was was the original podcast. He does not talk about it because he's very sore about it. But he (laughs) was around since 2001. Yeah. He's an old man. I'm not that old. uh, he He looks like he's 30. He's got those uh, nice scrumptious arms and uh, yeah. a V-shaped back. But, oh, yeah. you know, in essence, he really started the podcasting world. Lunatic Radio has been a long, around a long time. You can go to their website, see all their archive stuff. It's a real fun place mm. to just kind of peruse and, like, see all this other stuff. And we've maintained this relationship all these years, and he's always been a friend to us, but a friend to the stand, and a friend to Krenjuma. And so that's why I decided to bother him tonight and go, hey, Let's go on your show. <laughs> I, all he wanted to do was go to sleep, and I, and I uh, said, I got some things I need to say before <laughs> I hand this off to other people. And I just called some writer a freaking, oh, God. I did, I, I'm just tired. I've been up since 5 a.m. I, I didn't mean that to come out of my mouth. It just did. Yeah, whatever. To each his own, you yeah, know? What just, do you mean? You're, you're, I, he would make fun of you if he could. Uh, I don't care, though. To be honest with you, I've called up, you know, something's Things that I'm not for 20 years, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Kieran, he looks like you when you were, when you were 16, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I hope things work <laughs> yeah, out. All right. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what you want me to say. By the way, Kieran's the first person to make fun of himself, so yeah, that's, fine. that's what he does best. Mm-hmm. And I did the first portion of this radio show from my phone <laughs> in my own studio that cost me $9,000. Tell me that's not true. Oh, it's close. Please tell me you spend. Oh, oh my god, dude! You talk about the money pit. You want to talk about the stand being the money pit? That fucking thing is fucking. Oh, that's yeah. No, you're no. I mean, you got more. You got more at stake. You know, I just 
You know, I got electricity yeah, got and a couple so wires. We all feel the blow. You're doing this all on your own. Yeah, and you're in Manhattan. I'm in the middle of the fucking desert. No one gives a fuck what I do out here. Um, I guess what's happening outside? It's snowing, Q. Uh, oh, really? Again? It's still snowing in fucking New York? Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Seth has made a lot of enemies. It's time for him to get his comeuppance. Sue him for everything he's worth. I don't even want money. I just want to take. I just want them to take that down. I don't, I'm not looking for money. I don't think he's. I mean, he's working for an independent thing, right? I don't know if he's uh, making any. Bank. Well, no, New Republic is a magazine. Like you know, it's a real publication. I guess. I mean, it's still. It's a. It's garbage publication because it's a clickbait thing at this point. But yeah. its history is rich, yeah. and you know what it was before they got destroyed. You know, now it's just a clickbait site, and you know. I don't, again, I'm not going after them for money. I don't give a fuck about that. Motley Poo in the chat room. Want... You can also sue the New Republic for being insanely negligent. How about that? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, a lot of people in there. Uh, no, no, no. Chris, take the money. Take all of it. Coming in from Cody. Take all the money, Chris. You're getting a lot of feedback. You're, you're, you're the popular guy here. Everybody wanted to hear your name. Tonight, everybody wanted to hear what Chris had to fucking say. No, oh, I can barely speak. My voice is just deteriorating into nothing. Well, I see you got the stand light behind you, so you did. You worked it out well. It looks better. This I did time. it for you, because <laughs> I know how important that is. Yeah, usually when you do a sure show with me, you're like, background. looks like you're in a fucking elevator. I'm like, everybody's like, who the fuck's this guy? They don't know you, Chris, from the stand. You need the stand thing behind you. You know, there it is for you. Yeah, there it is. I even still have the Santa hat on the mm. on Mikey D's silhouette. So is this the saga c- continues quickly before I wrap this up? And uh... no, I think this is it. I mean, I, you know, I've said everything I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm 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 sure once I speak to my attorneys tomorrow, they're going to tell me to shut up so that they can go do their jobs, and I'm never going to talk about it again. Mm. And that's it. And you know, maybe one day when it's all over, I'll probably. Make a sarcastic comment on Twitter. <laughs> You're gonna fuck it up again. That, I, <laughs> you know, I know what's gonna happen starting tomorrow. Yeah. Tell me to shut the fuck up, and you know they're gonna handle all that stuff, and that's fine. You know, mm. and, I, and I, I just wanted to say my piece tonight, and I wanted to make sure that he understood that I'm not that my email to him was both heartfelt and real. I, I told him not to do this because he was only gonna hurt himself. And now he's going to get hurt, and that sucks because you know I don't want that to happen to to somebody. But he really went over a line that you, know, you can't come back from, and you know that's that. Yeah, you can't just uh, take shots at people and uh, not think you're right. You know, going to hurt you in business wise. You know. Uh, all right, word up, everybody! Thank you for checking out the Lunatic Radio Show. Um, Follow us on the Twitters at uh, at Lunatic Radio on Instagram and Twitter. Fuck Twitter. I go only go to Instagram because it's got butt pictures. We're open for indoor dining starting on Friday. The Stand Woo! NYC open for indoor dining on on Friday there in Manhattan, everybody. So go check that out. 25%? Can you, we're, how, how many people? We're putting a merch for sale to, starting tomorrow, I think. Merch? So go to the Stand NYC. TheStandNYC.com website. You know what I want? I want one of those. I want one of those only fee hand uh, sweatshirts. You know that that comedian. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, we'll do that eventually with her. Karen Feehan. She's selling cookies out of. She's doing Karen's cookies out of the stand. Really? So eventually, we'll come over Karen's cookie shirt. Well, there you go. Oh, that's not a bad. I like that one. 
Hey, hey now. Hey, hello. All right, everybody. We'll see you on Saturday with all new Lunatic Radio Show. We'll see what happens with this. I'm sure this uh, to be continued come Saturday. I'm going to talk about it again. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, you better than the MC search. Oh, thank you, Cody. Cody thinks I'm good at this. I do other things. When, when Chris is not here, I talk about masturbation and girls' asses for an hour, and then I go home. I but think you are great at this. Chris, and, you know, you guys should know he used to be an intern for Opie and Anthony, so like, there's a connection. Yeah. I was no, I was maybe an intern. I was, a, I was maybe an in- your toxic cis white fat whatever the fuck. I could be. Who knows? <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. Peace, people. Where's my mouse? God Thanks, fucking. Everybody. Where's my intern? <laughs> <laughs>